I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Yep. Well, that's it. Let's go. Woke up from a nap. Had my (laughs) Coke Zero because I'm now, my transition into my father is complete. (laughs) Sorry. Excuse me. It's just thinking about the transition into your father is all. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. He's a nice guy. But... I'm thinking about getting into original Battlestar Galactica now and prop collection. No. Okay. I'll tell my father you said that. <laughs> Your father knows how I feel about his toys. Yeah. I, we know how Carol feels about his toys. <laughs> um, anyway, let's stop dragging on Clint. Uh, yeah, we do that enough on all my other shows. No, I love my dad. I love my dad so much. It's just he's a huge I, dork. I and... also love your dad, but I did not marry him. I married you. Okay, so if I become my dad, you'll divorce me? Is that We'll talk off mic. You won't. We'll you won't. No, I'm way cooler. Look <laughs> at me. Oh, I got purple hair. Clint McElroy, never. Um, we're talking this week about free fridges. We are. And I want to talk about something that has almost nothing to do with that whatsoever. <laughs> Go ahead. When I was growing up, there was a football player named uh, William Refrigerator Perry. Oh. And... Uh, this might surprise you. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a big sports kid growing up. So the reason I'm very familiar with William Refrigerator Perry is there was a G.I. Joe oh. made based on William Refrigerator Perry in which uh, he's a big guy. It was the fr- Refrigerator Perry. Um, and his like weapon, one of his accessories, was basically like a big, long mace, but instead of like a hammer on the end, like Thor's hammer, it was like a football on the end. And as a kid, I was like, oh, this rules. But now as an adult, I'm like, that's an ineffective weapon. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to get hit by a football. But, like, if I'm in a fight and I have, like, a you know, baseball bat and they have, like, a football and they hit me with a football and I hit him with a baseball bat. Okay, yeah, but. I also think he was like a. the arm, right? The arm that's attached to that football is probably very, like, muscular. So you could, he could hit you with anything. I guess. But I also think he was, like, a defensive lineman. I don't think he, like, threw the ball. I don't think he was a quarterback. So, I'm not like, saying that he would throw it. He'd just p- hit you with it. Like, I guess. Just, bam. I guess. Anyways, anyway. we we need to nickname more professional sports players <laughs> after appliances. Um, because I I would not want to, like, go up against a baseball player with a nickname Dishwasher. How do you get that nickname? I don't know. It's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. Watch uh, out. What about Disposal. Oh, are you kidding me? That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's all a, a, a hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> not as terrifying. No, I guess that's no. not. Not really. Uh, curling iron. Can Ooh. I tell you? That was the next one I thought Lawn- of as well. Lawnmower. Lawnmower is scary. That I would see is like if you're a baseball player and you're working like the outfield and you're like scooping up grounders, right? Oh. And like all these lawnmowers constantly like diving for it and scraping up big areas of the turf. He's the lawnmower man. Or is that an excavator? That's not an appliance. Though. Well, he's not going into the ground. Okay. If the 
if the baseball player is diving to catch a grounder hard enough that he's going into the ground, we need to come up with some new rules and regulations. <laughs> that is not safe. Anyway, hey, let's talk about what we're actually talking about today. Refrigerators. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, so this topic actually got a lot more popular during the um, global pandemic. The right? what? Don't do that. But it remains a very steadfast and wonderful grassroots form of mutual aid that anyone can participate in as long as there's one near you. Um, so a free fridge is exactly what it sounds like. It's a standalone refrigerator. Sometimes they have adjoining microwaves or dry storage or water dispensers, right? That's located in a, a publicly accessible space, although we'll um, continue on that line a little later, um, and has everything in it is available to anyone who needs it. Um, and colloquially, they're sometimes referred to as fridges. 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 Why? Hey, why did that? <laughs> it was hard. Why did it's that trip you up so bad? Word. It looks weird, but if you think about fridge, but now instead of the I sound, you put a double E sound there as fridges. But for you, it seemed painful. It did. It was hard. It was painful to say it. Uh, anyway, uh, they're open. 24/7. I would like you to try it again. No, I don't want to. Come on, I want. Let's later. grow together. Later. Later. I'll try again later. Okay. Here's here's a frequently asked question. Is it a food pantry? Is kind, it? Kind of. Kind of. So traditional food pantries operate usually on corporate donations from retailers or local businesses or restaurants. Um, and obviously, please donate to your local food pantry, but they usually only accept monetary donations from everyday citizens. And that's for a good cause. They usually can get better deals from grocery stores as a food pantry than you can get. Right. And so if dollar for dollar, they can get more food than you can. They should do that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, also, the local food banks are often nonprofit organizations. So they have very specific guidelines as well as usually a board that they have to adhere to. Right. Um, free fridges, on the other hand, might be a 501c3. But they could also just be someone who has a plot of land with electricity for a fridge to run. Ooh. Lots of free fridges have the ability to take monetary donations as well. But the difference between a free fridge and a food bank is you, that you can donate anything to it at any time. If you have extra cash for some extra veggies, you can leave them at the fridge. Um, you can leave extra baked goods. Uh, if you uh, have a bag of donuts that's going to go bad, you a can Joey leave that bag there. Of donuts. Joey yeah. bag of donuts. That's now, let, right. me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. This is very important. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch any extreme couponing shows? You know, I did dabble in that just a little bit when it first came on TLC. Um, but, like, they're basically all the same show. Well, yeah. So it's the same show over and over like, again with different people. Like ghost it. hunting shows. They are, yeah. yes, exactly yeah. the same show. But I always found it funny about the extreme couponing shows where it's just like they're trying to plan it. Like, look at this wacky person trying to do all those coupons. And then it's like, and they did that and they're donating all that food and stuff to the local food pantry. Anyways, yeah. back to how wacky they yeah, all were. Know, right? And it's like, well, hold, now hold on. You're just kind of glossing over the fact that they did all this work so that they could donate a bunch of food and goods and stuff that people deem like, yeah, but aren't they silly gooses? It's like, yeah. what? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back, go back, go back. 
I mean, and they and they always did the thing where like they're scanning the coupons and will the grocery store let them scan all the coupons? And yeah, they really did a lot to inject drama into there. And I used to think, you know, that there's real bad stuff happening. Like you could, <laughs> you don't need to create drama around coupons to make interesting television, right? Anyway, unlike traditional food pantries. These grassroots projects encourage everyone in the community to put food in and take food out without limit, right? So this is helpful to remove stigma around anyone who is food insecure. Um, And also, these things are open 24-7, right? They don't have to be staffed. Um, And so there's no waiting in line and no worrying that as soon as you get there, you, you know, you'll have to get there like right off work or whatever, right? You can go when you have the time. Um, I mean, obviously, it's just a single fridge usually, and there's not a ton of space for food. So I'm not saying that, you know, people don't worry that they won't be able to get food from the free fridge, but it's kind of a more like community response idea, right? Yeah, it's interesting because it's definitely not something that's like, and we put a free fridge in here, so everything's taken care of now, right? Right. It's like if if there was a free fridge on like every corner, right, and people were constantly filling them, yeah, hey, what a wonderful world that would be. But it's more of like, you know, this isn't everything, but it's something, mm-hmm. and maybe it helps somebody who wouldn't have been helped otherwise because they wouldn't have been able to access whatever thing they needed, right? It's not a like, oh, cool, well, that's done, right, kind of thing. Right. Um, So a little bit of background. The first community fridges started to show up in Germany, actually, around 2015. Um, They were created by a group called Food Sharing, which is also an online platform that saves and distributes surplus food in Germany and Austria. Um, And, you know, these community fridges draw inspiration from other programs throughout the 20th century, um, especially the 1960s Black Panther Free Breakfast Program. Um, And by 2015, inspired by food sharing's work, Spain also had community fridges. And that was really just the beginning. So very early on, uh, these Fridges started showing up in the UK, um, including in like London and Oxford. Um, By 2017, Hubbub UK offered free support service to these kind of new projects. Um, So now there are free fridges all over the world. New Zealand, Canada, India, Israel, the Netherlands. Um, Toronto alone has seven free fridges. Um, But things weren't really like in the United States at the moment. And then COVID hit. Now, I would love to talk more about that. But first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? Let's thank Zola, not just for sponsoring the show, but for making the entire wedding process from I do to, man, I'm glad that's done. That's not what it says, but I think that's a better way. Part of the question to like, we're doing whatever. I that's kind of how I felt. I like, do to, I'm we, done. We you know what it. I mean? We did it. And they make that whole process easier. I'm, I start to finish and even beyond finished because they have their free planning tools. Um, it's going to help you every step of the way. Um, and they, you know, they have connections to venues and vendors and save the dates and invites, free wedding websites and amazing registries all designed by wedding experts for couples like you. Uh, You know, couples like us, we planned a wedding. And you know what? Here's the wild thing. 
if you've never planned a wedding before and you're getting married, it's like your first wedding, right? You finish the wedding and you're like, okay, if I could do that again, yeah. I know so <laughs> much more now. Like, I think that we're, we're like almost a decade past our wedding and I keep thinking like, man, I love being married to you, but we could have done, there's so many things I would have done different. It's true. And so now imagine if you had wedding experts at your disposal who had already like been through this process countless times, right? Because the Zola community is your place to share, celebrate, and vent with other engaged couples who know exactly what you're going through. Uh, if you need expert help, there's Team Z. It's amazing. So from just engaged to the only thing left to do is say I do, Zola is here for all the days along the way. Just go to Zola.com slash Schmanners. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash Schmanners. You probably already have a favorite animal. Maybe it's a powerful apex predator like the tiger or a cute and cuddly panda. And those are great. But have you considered something a little more unconventional? Could I perhaps interest you in the Greenland shark, which can live for nearly 400 years? Or maybe the jewel wasp who performs brain surgery on cockroaches to control their minds? On Just the Zoo of Us, we review animals by giving them ratings out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Listen with friends and family of all ages to find your new favorite animal with Just the Zoo of Us on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Seen, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says, that's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is... When, when they, they cry, cry unexpectedly. unexpectedly, yes, yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. <sighs> Feeling Seen comes out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did it change in America? Well, so because so many people were out of work and afraid to go to work and there was really no government network at the time to really help the most vulnerable, a community sprang into action to protect each other. Um, like a lot of big things, it started in New York City in the U.S. Um, and these named uh, Friendly Fridges were introduced in February 2020 by a group uh, called In Our Hearts. And at the time of this recording, that group is responsible for setting up at least 14 of the 70 free fridges in uh, New York City. Philly was next when Dr. Michelle Nielsen launched a Mama Tea community fridge in North Philly, now 18, throughout the city there. Uh, soon after, we got L.A., Chicago, Atlanta, Boston, Detroit, and countless other cities, right? Um, I as think we have two here? I believe so, yes. Um, as of September, I know we have at least one. Because we've put stuff in. <laughs> yes, we have. L.A. has 14. Atlanta has five. Chicago has 26. Um, and so this was really a really great jumping off point uh, to help other countries around the world start their community pantries and fridges. Um, and it became customary, at least in the United States, that local artists would illustrate them to make them more cheery and welcoming and paint, you know, flowers and fresh produce and, you know, 
Maybe a happy little tree. Happy little tree. Maybe a cloud, a mountain, you know. And cool so, stuff. and a lot of these uh, these community driven fridges started having like little slogans like "Take what you need, leave what you can," things like that, right? Um, and so, it's really helpful this movement, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have a challenge, right? Critics express concerns about cleanliness, food safety, um, making sure that the mutual aid the service provides is not taken advantage of, right? Like maybe somebody taking the food and reselling it or something. Can I get up on a soapbox for a second? Can I get up on my soapbox for a second? Get up there. Thank you. If you're like, well, the problem is because the cleanliness is a problem and what people take food and it's like, okay, great. The yeah, I see where those are concerned. So what is then your idea that's better than this mm-hmm. that is also accomplishing the same goal? Because as I said earlier, this isn't like and we solved it. This is like, listen, somebody's gotta do something and there's definitely gaps there that aren't being taken care of, right? There's room to help people that aren't being held. There's things that we can do that aren't being done. If we just wait around till a perfect solution comes around where no one has any concerns about it whatsoever, nobody's doing anything. So if you have concerns about it and you have a better idea, share it. But until then, do something, right? Right. And there, there are definitely ways to prevent all of these uh, all of these critiques, right? In the UK, for example, setting up a community fridge requires a rota of volunteers to clean the fridge and check the food. It requires public liability insurance and the support of a local environmental health officer. And I mean, that's just like the back behind the scenes paperwork because you still need a space, a working refrigerator and, you know, garbage cans, waste bins. Um, and so here's, here's the thing of what I mentioned earlier. Free fridges need to be on private property for legal reasons, right? So the length of time a fridge can stay somewhere is dependent on the property owner's willingness to participate in the mutual aid work, right? Several fridges have been forced to move, including one here in, in Cincinnati, because the owners were no longer willing to house them. But... When it comes down to it, the community benefits from this kind of work. Um, People who are food insecure have an accessible option. Um, It also offers other community members the ability to give what they can, right? You might not be able to make a a sizable monetary donation to a food bank. You might feel like, well, there's nothing I can do. But this is a very small thing that lots of people can do, right? Um, And the free food fridge movement is so much more than about actually fighting food insecurity. It's about fostering community, which is something that I feel like as especially especially like in the U.S. is something that we kind of for a while prided ourselves on not being needed in a community, right? We just go to work and do our thing and don't get to know our neighbors and all that kind of stuff. Hey, babe, there's a lot. Um, to dive into there. You're absolutely right. It has to do with late-stage capitalism and the idea of like separating people out and be like, mm, don't share things. Don't spread things. Don't compare how much you make. Don't talk about things that are bad. Just go and buy your thing. Everybody buy separate things. Don't share things. This is bad. Don't carpool. No, don't carpool. Everybody drive their own car. That's better. Right. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. But like you said, this is a thing that helps people. So we should do it even though it's not perfect. I also enjoy anything where it's like uh, preventing food waste. 
anything where it's just like, oh, I've got this stuff. I'm I'm not going to eat this, mm-hmm. right? But somebody will eat this, right? It's a great way. And you know what? One of the things that for a long time, I, I think we've stopped doing this, but one of the things here in Cincinnati that like Alex, our researcher, and Alice, who we work with, um, we were stocking a lot of uh, COVID tests mm-hmm. into pantries and stuff, especially when they were either hard to get a hold of and we had extras for various reasons. And we could like take them down, and there was a pantry you could put them in, um, stuff like that, stuff like uh, sanitary pro- products for people who need those, um, and anything like that. Even right. toothpaste and and shampoo and right. things like that. Um, so if you are interested in getting involved with a free fridge near you, uh, here are a couple steps. First of all, you need to find one. Yeah. There are a number of websites that act as free fridge catalogs. So you could they let you type in your zip code, or your city, and they'll show you where one is. Um, and these sites are amazing, but they aren't always up to date because new fridges are popping up all the time. And unfortunately, sometimes fridges need to move. When in doubt, you can always... Is your refrigerator running? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Google the name of your town and community fridge, right? Something should come up. And once you've found them, you can go look and see if they have an online presence or if they have a donation guide or, you know, there might be, they might have listed something especially that they need right now. Um, And if you don't have one in your community, maybe look into starting one. There are lots of resources out there for that too. Um, So step two. Also, you you know you have that like one cool friend who's like always participating in stuff, and you're like, hey, hey, participant friend. Yeah. Do we have a free fridge around here? You know the friend I'm talking about, too, right? Ours is Alice. <laughs> so step two, um, gathering food. So here are a couple of options that you can do. You can do a pantry clean out. Um, as long as the canned goods or box mixes or whatever uh, is uh, still in date, Right. Same thing with uh, your linen closet. If you have extra shampoo or toiletries or whatever, most free fridges will have some dry storage and they'll take that, too. Um, You can always also make extra of the thing that you're making anyway, Um, since it is a refrigerator. Things like casserole or dessert or even salad um, could be placed in the refrigerator to be used immediately. But do make sure that it is labeled dated and includes a list of ingredients because, you know, just because someone is food insecure doesn't mean they don't have allergies or food sensitivities. Um, You could even do a special grocery trip. We've done this uh, where you, you know, mark out your budget and then head to Aldi or the farmer's market or any grocery store and grab the things that you normally use, things like toilet paper and paper towels, fresh produce, um, especially bananas, because uh, Alex wrote a note in here that she especially met someone at a fridge that said bananas are great if you have leg cramps from walking around a lot. 100%. Bottled water, cereal, uh, lunchbox things for kids like pouches and pudding cups and individually packaged carrot strips and stuff stuff like that. Um, Like you said, uh, menstrual products. Um, Also, milk, eggs, butter, and bread. These are things that people eat and use every day but aren't always available at food pantries because they spoil so quickly. But with a fridge, you put these in the fridge and then they will last a little longer. Um, Step three, go and find one, right? Go put it in there. Again, making sure that you have labeled and dated and included a list of ingredients. Things from the grocery store, even if they're like, you know, boxed cookies or um, like bagels or whatever, right? When they're already labeled with an expiration date, that is really like 
chef's kiss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you get there, you can look around and see what kind of stuff is already in there, what kind of stuff people are leaving, right? Same thing with, like, uh, if the fridge doesn't have a um, a water tank, right? Maybe bottled water is the thing that you bring and leave there next time. Um Get them a whole bunch of clearly Canadian. Listen, you, everybody you're loves on a big, a big clearly Canadian. Wait, it's just when we were doing our Columbus shows, right? There was one day Griffin was feeling a little down. I happened to have a clearly Canadian with me. I gave it to Griffin and perked him right up because it's full of sugar. It's so much. There's so much sugar and flavor. In it. And if you're used to like drinking Lacroix and then you bust into a clearly <laughs> Canadian, whoa! It's like going from black and white to color, my man. It's, whoa! There's so much flavor. You could also bring cleaning supplies to give the quick the fridge a quick wipe down. Um, that's a great idea. And then make sure that you don't, I don't know, block any parking or whatever. Leave your blinkers on. You know, just be friendly while you're loading and unloading. I love it. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Do you want to take another run at saying free fridges as a portmanteau? Fridges. Yeah, you did it. I did it. I'm so proud of you. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make this show. Also, without whom uh, we probably wouldn't have time to take stuff down and donate it to the free fridge. She has uh, just started including our stuff with her stuff, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alex. Uh, thank you to Rachel, our editor, without whom we wouldn't be able to make this show. Thank you to you for listening. We can make the show without you, but then we'd just be speaking to avoid. And from what I understand, that's not an okay thing to do. <laughs> At least not for a prolonged time. You could do it like one time, but if you just keep talking into the void, people start to get worried. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Okay. Um, If you're listening to this uh, before the end of the month, go check out all of the great uh, May merch over at macroymerch.com. If you're listening to this after uh, in June 1st or beyond, we got some new merch there. It's very, very fun. Uh, and all the stuff for uh, June is going to go to benefit Equality Florida, which is dedicated to securing full equality for Florida's LGBTQ community. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, also, I want to let you know, in June, me and Griffin are going to be at AwesomeCon in Washington, D.C. from June 16th through June 18th. Uh, you can get passes at bit.ly slash McElroy's. Uh, also, I'm going to be at Gen Con in August, August 3rd through 6th. Uh, details on badges, tickets, and appearances are available at bit.ly slash Tours. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent Bruntofloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Also, we're always taking topic submissions and, uh, I mean, idioms. I'd love to do another idiom episode. we got to get those together. Um and you can submit those to schmannerscast at gmail.com. Make sure that you say hi to Alex because she reads everyone. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.